Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale and I am your host. We love to do fitness and these are my friends. We got to start tonight by thanking our title sponsor, RX Smart Gear, best jump rope in the business. And if you did 21.1, you probably used one of their products. And right now, I think it's until tonight, you can use RX Open 21 to get 21% off. But anytime after tonight, you can use Clydesdale 15, all caps, to get 15% off. Um, but if you want that 21% off, it is only through tonight. Um, and then and then you'll have to use our 15% discount because it's one of the bigger discounts that RX has handed out around the world. So also with that, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. RX is doing a promotion, giving away a new jump rope for every 100 subscribers we get to. And go to Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, uh, have a public profile, and have a chance to win a brand new RX Mark Air jumper. So we talked about 21.1 in the little promo there. We all did it. So how'd it go? Well, I just loved it so much I did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you poor thing. I, I'm happy I did do it twice because I got where I originally knew I could. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't execute my original plan because that tends to happen to me as I have a plan and then my jitters kind of get to me and then I just like, screw it. I'm just going to do whatever. Um, and so I think after doing it and being able to judge it, I was able to, to realize, yep, um, I, I can I can execute this plan um, and I did it and I was able to get um, where I wanted to. Double unders is actually, a, a, as you guys know, um, a challenge for me, um, but I'm pretty strong with on my shoulders and pretty strong being inverted. So I, I felt confident with the workout overall. So I redid it and I was able to get into three wall walks of the set of 21. So that awesome. made me feel better. Charlie also liked it so much that he did it twice too. That he can tell you about that. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> don't your, do it back to back. Don't do it back to back. The redo was better. However, if I wouldn't have done it the first time, it would have been even better. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. I'd have finished. That's what I think. In my oh, own boy. mind. <laughs> So where did you get to? 
I don't even honestly I don't even know somewhere in the 15s good yeah you got into the 15s Wow. my goal my goal was to get into the 15s when I first saw the workout um and when I was two reps shy of finishing the 15 I thought to myself man I could really get a little more efficient with some of those wall walks and maybe go a little bit faster on my dubs because I broke them up early. Um, not because I'm not good at them, but because my shoulders just were going to, I was afraid my shoulders were going to start failing me on those wall walks. So I do, I'm not usually a, a, a two timer on the, on these, I'm usually one and done. Um, but knowing that I had a different strategy and knowing that I could have affected my um, score a lot I should have done it again but I did it the first time on Sunday so I didn't have a chance to really recover um, and do it a second time and it was just I was supposed to do it Friday I had a meeting that I needed to go to so I couldn't and then what happened was um, that meeting never happened so I could have done it on Friday but I didn't know that until sooner so yeah that's my excuse but I was happy that I got into that round of 15 and um, I think I was telling Amy if I had redone it um, I care what I do in my state. Like that's my big like win for like, if I'm top 10 in you know, in my age group in my state. And if I had redone it, no matter how good I would have done, I still would have been in the same spot that I'm in now. So I'm glad I didn't do all that work and try to do it again to improve my score. Yeah. My experience was um, it was a wild weekend. Um, I tried to do the scaled version um, when I tried to support my body on the side where the back injury is, uh, my back actually buckled on me and I went down in a heap. Um, it scared me a lot, um, but I, I came out of it okay. And then I gave myself two days rest and did it Monday um, in the foundations division. And really that was the right scaling for me right now. Uh, that's what I, where I should have looked right off the bat. Um, it was not easy. It was very hard. Um, bear crawls and jumping jacks. Um, I begged my judge to let me do jump ropes, but no, I had to do uh, giant jumping jacks, which are two jumps per rep instead of one, uh, yep. just for those of you counting. <laughs> and when your legs have been in cast for three years, uh, your ankles blow up super, super fast. So, but I'm really happy how it went. Um, my judge yelled at me quite a bit uh, to keep moving, uh, which was very motivating and uh, helped me through it. So can we uh, talk about judges here for a second? My first judge sure. was a real, oh yeah. no, she, she just didn't, she wasn't very nice to me. Uh, you know, a lot of times I, I felt like she gave me a lot of no reps. I don't know if they're warranted or not. I kind of blacked out, but my second judge was way, way better. Hmm. It was way better. Well, way, that judge more was forgiving. a safe judge. <laughs> safe judge, yeah. It may have been the same uh, judge. I'm uh, not going to confirm or deny. No. Same judge, it was me, but um, let's just say that the standards were performed much better on the second time, and they actually counted, which is why you see, think that your judge was nicer. Listen, see what had happened was there was this thing about shoulder mobility, 
that. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, I think Love the it. problem was, I'm just going to say it, it didn't start off good because the first rep was a no rep. When you get no mm. reps on your first rep, it really <laughs> throws your whole game plan off. Dude, that's when you, that's when you just like reset the clock and go again. And that was, that, that's what I should have done. Yeah. And walked away and came yeah. back next week. It's the advantage of doing it in a garage gym. It's just one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be in Delaware on a Friday. If you there you go. Uh, Sounds good. <laughs> well, with that, we, we actually have a special treat. Um, someone reached out to me and told me the story of this guy in Philadelphia. He is a 70-year-old blind man who is now getting the opportunity to do the Open for the first time ever because of the adaptive athlete divisions. Um. He did the workout and, and I looked at the adaptive athlete version for vision impaired for this guy. It is shoulder taps. So plank position, shoulder taps, and then still double unders, Mm. still double unders for a blind man, 70 years old. Uh, He actually scaled it down to single unders because he had not jump roped in 40 years. Um, it's a great story. I'm going to go ahead and launch that now and we'll come back after, and we'll just talk about the news of the day. Hey everyone, we have Charles King and John Mears with us. Um, I'm so honored to have you on Charles. Uh, you are one, first of all, adaptive athletes now in the open. So cool. Um, and you are blind, correct? Yes. Totally blind. I've been totally blind 32 years. Wow. And you did the open this weekend? Yes. Part one. (laughs) How did that go for you? It was unique. Um, It was surprising, right? They had me jumping rope. I hadn't jumped rope in 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) But um, John here is a great coach. You know, he explains things to me um, in a way that that, that really gives me confidence and, 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 and makes my mind say, okay, we're going to do this. And so the, nor- the normal prescribed workout was wall walks and double unders. Correct. And your version was, was it the shoulder taps? Shoulder tap push-up. Mm-hmm. Shoulder tap push-up with still double unders or jump rope. Um, we, we changed that to single unders. Okay. Um, so... I gotta, I gotta try and call someone at HQ maybe just to see like, once you register as adaptive, we're gonna put him in the scaled 70 year old division and you can't. So we, we kind of combined them. It's like, whatever, we're just working out, having fun. But he did single unders, but he did the shoulder taps, got into the 150 singles. Wow. Yeah. Awesome job, Charles. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I and, was and, in the groove. And you're 70? <laughs> yes. Wow. 71 in June. Um, 71 in June. And you're killing it. Excuse me, as, as, as John was saying, but that's just like when I went to the Olympia Games for the Blind, right? Uh, in the World Games, we have age categories, but there we didn't. You know, um, I, I, at 65, I competed against guys 18 to 27, but I still came in fourth place in powerlifting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you're doing CrossFit and powerlifting. Those are like your two big passions? Yes. Yes. So what's your favorite power lift? Hmm. Really, I like squatting, but my deadlift's my most powerful one. Okay. Awesome. And so my, my understanding is that you've overcome a lot of obstacles in your life. Yes. Uh, do you, you battle cancer? Yeah, prostate cancer. Um, after prostate cancer came diabetes. You know, after diabetes came degenerative arthritis in the knee and hip and lower spine. And that's what got me to get involved in sports. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be blind and not be ambulatory, you know? Because uh, while I was homeless and on the streets, when I was blind, I lost everything, became homeless and living on the streets. I got caught in a, that winter storm of 96 in Philadelphia and I was living on steam vent. And when they found me the next morning, a police officer, I uh, couldn't walk. So I was so frostbitten that I couldn't walk. And I spent 17 days in a veterans hospital, unable to walk and blind. And that was one of the most striking parts of my, <laughs> yeah. So, so you were homeless and is it my understanding you were a veteran as well? Yes. I'm a veteran of the army, U.S. Army. Incredible. Thank you for your service. Um, and so you've been through all of this. You're a veteran, you're homeless, diabetes, cancer, and you've overcome all this. What, what may, where did you find CrossFit? Where did that come into play or was powerlifting the first First thing. Powerlifting was the first thing. I started powerlifting in 2010 at age 60. Okay. And um, like I said, I only get 500 something dollars a month from Social Security because my, my blindness isn't service related. I, was, I have what they call optic nerve neuropathy. I was born with it, but it didn't completely manifest in my life until I was like 37 years old. Okay. You know, so when I went blind, that was lost the will to live. I didn't know what to do. People to tell me, well, you don't look blind. All that craziness, you know. Um, and I just gave up one night. And I just went to the streets of Philadelphia with the homeless people saying, as mean as the streets of Philadelphia is, somebody had killed me, but it wasn't meant to be. Oh, wow. And so how, how did you get out of that depression? What, what was the, the trigger that got you to look for something else? The VA, right? The VA. The VA, and once I got able to walk again, right? Uh, when I regained my feet, my feet would, would support my work, my weight, and everything. I says, okay, God, I surrender. I'm not going to do nothing wrong no more. These people at the VA going to help me. I spent two years in the VA. And before that, I thought there was no hope for someone like me because I was. Uh, I worked in construction. I was a carpenter's apprentice before I went blind. And I thought I finally made it in life and then I go blind. You know, you say, wow, what? <laughs> but the VA kept me in there for two years and I learned uh, activities of daily living and met other blind vets that were, you know, some of them were in wheelchairs and blind, you know, some of them were in kidney machines. And I said, you know what? being around them and them, and them finding joy in life. So I'm gonna find the joy to live some kind of way, shape or form. 
So you jumped into powerlifting and, and why powerlifting? Is it something you did in the past? This is one of my favorite stories of something I find humorous in his tragedy, tragedy, if you will. The VA took him to the Olympic Training Center. And my favorite part is they took him white water rafting. I've been white water rafting and I am a healthy, visually just fine person and I was scared. I can't imagine being in that boat blind, just sent down the river. But from there, tell them they took you through a series of sports, right? Like everything, right? Man, that wet water rafting. When we got off, some guys are visually impaired. So we had, I was the only totally blind guy in the boat. (laughs) (laughs) I was up front holding the rope. And some little paddle they gave me. But when he needed to say left, I would push left and right, I pushed right. And the other guys were on the side rowing because they had some sight and they were tied in. And that thing was going up and down and the water was hitting me and I was holding on for dear life and it was spinning. And the noise of the, man, the noise of the power of the river. Well, I got uh, off that boat. <laughs> I kissed the ground. Yeah. <laughs> they ran me through a series of sports though, right? Yeah, up at the, um, the United States Association of Blind Athletes invites the blind veterans up there every year. And they sent us through field and track javelin, a tandem, tandem, bike, tandem cycling, uh, swimming, uh, judo, uh, sonar rifle, sonar range, where you had, you, you, when the gun hits the right place, it goes being you're supposed to pull the trigger at the time, all kinds of stuff, right? But it was powerlifting. And powerlifting that spoke to me. All I could do was bench press, right? But I could do that well, you know? So I told him I'd like to get into uh, powerlifting. And when I got back here to Philadelphia, my best coordinator, George Stilwell, uh, went to finding out where we could find a gym that would train a blind guy, a totally blind guy. It was hard because a lot of gyms wouldn't allow me in because I was totally blind unless I had a spider and a look, and I had to have two people around. But Robert Keller and Joe Brocker who owned the um, um, uh, um, underground gym in Flower Town, Pennsylvania, said, bring him on up. So Joe Brocker and the underground, they do the Special Olympics out in the county, whereas the teenagers, and they uh, train them, and they have an event for them. You know, Special Olympics, one of the men in the challenge. So Joe said, I never trained a blind guy, but I'll try. Took him eight months to teach me how to squat. (laughs) (laughs) But they wouldn't let me quit. So, John, you're his coach now, right? Yeah, he's still, well, right now he's with me most of the time. It was me and Joe back and forth. Um, But just right now, he's over here doing full-time, three three days a week of CrossFit plus the Open. So, yeah, we're, we're getting him good. But so, more is powerlifting for sure. Uh, we heavy. So, what what is it like training Charles? Well, the wonderful thing is he is a gifted athlete. I would wow. <laughs> I would love to see if he was like if he could see, there'd be no way he wouldn't have even more records. I mean, like you said, he hadn't jumped rope in forty years, and I I thought the adaptive division would be jumping jacks just in my mind from reading the dot com and seeing how they were progressing. And when they said double under, I'm like, well, I think he can try something, you know, we'll try something. I hand him a rope 
remember, I was like, when's the last time you jumped rope? He's 40 years ago. <laughs> like, well, I'll be here in case you stumble, but just do it. And so next thing I know, he's doing thir- sets of 30 single others. Wow. And I'm like, there's nothing. I, and I'll throw things at him on purpose. I'll be like, today yeah. we're going to do full GHD hip extension. Or today we're going to do full GHD sit up. Or we're going to ski or 500 meters. He always does it. He keeps it exciting and challenging. <laughs> <laughs> but he just keeps doing it, you know? So two weeks ago, he said he had heard about a clean. <laughs> yeah, we can clean a bar, right? Goes, but uh, yeah, I really like to squat. I'm like, all right, we'll squat clean. And then he's like, but I want to press it. So I taught him. And in five minutes, he was doing clusters, full clusters from the ground, blind, squat clean thruster like it was nothing. I'm like, man, we're ready for the open. I mean, what are they going to throw at us except double unders? We were not ready for that. <laughs> but I'm, I can't wait. You know, it's so fun to coach him. But it has taught me, for me as a coach, to steer, I can't say, hey, look at this. Hey, you're doing this. Hey, your knee, it's it's more, it's a little more tactile. He and sometimes me with his body. He lets yeah. me feel his body as he does different things. And that's what my powerlifting coach used to do. Right? Yeah. And, I, and he was with my powerlifting, like I said, we had 10 years. And he would, wouldn't let me be afraid of anything. Yeah. You know? And uh, that's what gave me the confidence once I realized John was the same type of man. You know, that he would do whatever he had to do, let me feel, hold a position and everything until mentally my brain could envision close to what he was doing physically, you know, externally. It's, it's fun. He makes it challenge, it's challenging, but it's fun. So, John, you're, you're saying that's made you a better coach? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like, you know, I'm pretty, I guess, happy with where I am coaching wise been doing this CrossFit alone 11 years fitness 30 years um, blessed enough to be on seminar staff but this was like this has been challenging but in the best way possible like nothing to shy away from only learning and teaching me things I really need to know and uh, it's helped so much at least you know. he listens to <laughs> you know, because I always tell him I have to see it first, right? In my brain, you know, musculoskeletal relationship and all of that yeah. and everything. Can we yeah. do dry runs of things. Yes. Like, we're not going to have any weight. I'm going to teach you this. Now I'll give you PVC. We're going to do it again. And we, we totally take it up. But he's got such a strong base in powerlifting that the weights just stack up pretty quick for what, I mean, and you forget he's 70, you know, because right. people are like, man, why are you having him squat? <laughs> 200 pounds plus green bands on the side with kettlebells i'm like go ahead and lift that they can't even lift it he unracks it and squats it for five it's like he has a base of strength that's really good that lends us to learning all these other things see so. they tell me this right but i have no idea with 200 pounds or 400 pounds that's the best part i'll be like you want some green plates they would be like sure i don't once he picks it up, then he's like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it may, makes no difference to him. Yeah. Oh, and it appears that you guys have a really cool relationship through this yeah, whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Th- that you're more than coaching client now, like the friendship is developed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I got to say this because a lot of people don't understand. I mean, most blind athletes, they want social security or something like that, you know, and, um, it's hard 
doing that. But just like my powerlifting coach, John, make sure I have food to eat being a diabetic because my sugar drops. I'm high blood diabetic. So we have glucose tablets everywhere, <laughs> candy and food. And, you know, he'll even, um, like he buys me um, from someplace, the ground beef and the chicken breast, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that really, taking that type of gift is love, you know. He sees I'm willing to try, and he gives me the love like a parent would give a child. <laughs> and it makes a difference, and it keeps me motivated because life's beat me up so bad that I done made my mind. I'm just gonna find a reason to have joy in living. Yeah, that that's the best part of the story. I think is the relationship you guys have developed. Um, yeah. That's just really cool. Well. You keep saying social security and I know social security doesn't pay much. You know, my, my mom's living off of it in Pennsylvania as well. And, uh, we want to help you out. I know you have a GoFundMe page and I'm going to put that link uh, up on the, on the screen here. And for those of you just listening, we're going to put it in the description. Um, but, but Charles has a GoFundMe page cause he's living on just a little over $500 a month and just put yourself in those shoes because, that's, I mean, that's barely enough to live on if it, if it is enough to live on. Um, and we, we want to help him out. Absolutely. And then Thanks. tell him how much it costs to go to Korea. Oh, well, listen, we had to raise $14,000 to go to Olympic Games for the blind in Seoul, South Korea. Um, astronomical we, amounts. Fox 29 did something and they ran it every week and everything. We only raised 10000 So I had to put 4000 on on credit card. Right, you know, for my coach and I, but uh, you know, that's why I haven't been back to an Olympic game or world game since. That's why the CrossFit games are right down the street. <laughs> yeah, right Madison. Down the street. We don't have to get there. <laughs> no 14 grand to get there, yeah. yeah. But even yeah. this year, they um, to go to the nationals, which I do manage to go to every year, it costs about 4,800 for my coach and I for airfare, for food when we get there, for hotel when we get there, for transportation and everything, the cost of registration, all that kind of stuff. And not, it's not cheap for an athlete if you want to you know, be on a national or world stage. I'm hoping maybe one day somebody will hear this and say, we'll sponsor you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, Charles, you're a remarkable athlete. At 70 years old doing what you did, you got way further in that open workout than I did. Uh, so i it's been a joy having you guys on i love the relationship i I love what you guys are doing uh listeners the gofundme link is down below uh check that out and uh, make sure you help charles get to madison this year whatever he needs to do all right thank you scott thank Thank you guys thank you very much for this interview yeah you have a good you guys have a great night we will we will So thank you to Charles and John for jumping on with us there. Um, What an inspirational story. And now we're going to get to the news of the day. And this is just our freewheeling roundtable now. Uh, Just topics that are kind of on the heads or on the minds of all of us. So let's open it up. So everyone and their brother is doing a podcast about the Matt Fraser Joe Rogan thing. So we might as well get into it quickly and yeah. respectfully. Yeah. Be, because <laughs> I think we it. have some, I think we have different opinions. Yeah. I think sure. we do too. 
Okay. Yeah. So we also had new information from Matt on his podcast. Yep. yep. Oh, so, okay. Well, I don't know that. So start with that. So he basically said today on the podcast that um, he had stage fright, um, that he had a plan in his head. And especially he even had an opener to like as an icebreaker. And when Rogan introduced him, he just went blank. All of it went out of his head. Uh, he listens to Rogan probably more than he listens to music while training. And he just got stage fright and he admitted it on the, the podcast. And there were a lot of things that he forgot to mention that he, uh, that he had in his mind. And he also said that like what he thought came across as supportive of CrossFit, everybody's taking as not. So I listened to it. I sat through the three hours. I got, I got to admit, it wasn't my favorite podcast in the world. I thought it got very slow and boring in, in spots. And they talked about things that weren't really pertinent to CrossFit or what Matt was up to. It just kind of went off into drug use and how drug testing goes. And, and that just kind of bored me a little bit, but I thought there was a lot to a much to do about nothing. Matt has been very vocal since he has left CrossFit. I don't think there was anything new and crazy in these, in these statements. Um, and some of the stuff he said, I agree with, I've dropped into a lot of gyms around the country and there are some really, 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 really good ones. Um, but there, I've also hit a handful of bad ones as well. And it is kind of a mixed bag out there. Yeah, I think a lot of people are are just the way I see people being up in arms about it is that it's sort of like a sin of omission, right? He he, there were things that he neglected to say, perhaps, um, in order to you know boost up the affiliates and things like that. But you know, at the end of the day, he's going on a podcast because he's the five time champion, and he's going to you know, take Joe Rogan's lead in terms of what the question line of questioning is. And certainly if he's a little bit tongue tied, you know, it's going to be difficult for him to be some kind of brand ambassador for CrossFit, which wasn't the purpose of that podcast, really. It was, you know, it was a personal um, gain for Matt Fraser for Matt Fraser. And I don't know that I think people are putting a lot of responsibility and pressure on him to be something that he's not. Um, so I didn't see anything wrong with it either. And I actually think um, my take was, and, and let's just go through some of the comments that people were um, upset with. Talking about the, the, the thing about all the, some affiliates aren't that good. And you know, you gotta make sure you get one with good programming and things like that, because anybody can open up a, an affiliate with $1,000 or $4,000, some insurance and a, and a weekend cert, which is, is true, um, not you know, not a lie. Um, to me, that means that if people were on the fence about CrossFit, I think they have to be more discerning about the box that they choose to attend. And that's kind of how I took what he said about that, that, okay, if I don't know anything about it, I'm gonna try it. And I just listened to this podcast, I gotta make sure I go to a good one. I don't necessarily know what that means, but maybe I'm gonna shop around, which is what I think people should do. So Amy, give me your take on that. Well. Let me um, say real quick. Or Charlie. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of that, though, I think he he did make a point of saying, you know, the 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 scary thing that people see is that people getting hurt. And he's like, well, yeah, if you 
if I were to just go out and run a marathon without training, I'm obviously going to get hurt. So it's about, um, you know, he talked about how he was, when he started, he did fundamentals forever. I mean, he was doing a lot of stuff with just the PVC pipe. Um, so weights on his coach, which was good, said, sorry, no, this is what you're doing. Um, until you can get this technique right. You know, he hammered home. His technique was the biggest thing that helped him, you know, in the sport. So, you know, and it's, you know, he's talked about the L1. I mean, basically people interpreted the fact that he said it's over a weekend as that it's not worth anything. But, um, you know, as he said on his podcast, that's not kind of how he wanted it to come across because he knows there's great things that can happen. You know, his father's been changed from an L1, um, the Dr. L1, and, you know, all kinds of things. So, you, Amy. Yeah, so I guess I, I listened to it before I re realized that there was an uproar or other people were, were listening to it. And I just was curious because I do like Joe Rogan most of the time. I mean, sometimes I'm entertained by him. He can be a little much and get boring, but I, I do like some of his entertainment. Um, so I was excited to hear it. And whether he likes it or not, Matt, he he is outside to other people outside of the CrossFit community. He he does represent CrossFit because he has all these five titles. And for me, I was disappointed listening to it in the sense that somebody who doesn't know much about CrossFit or doesn't have experience within our, you know, kind of realm this is what they're going to hear and this is what they're going to take and I felt that he was he missed the boat or didn't describe things enough not that it was his job to sell it or his job to say you need to do this this is the best thing in the world but I think he he didn't give it enough information I felt it was just kind of like eh and I, I just think that does is not making CrossFit look good out to the other people who are outside of our realm. Yeah, and I think I think it that that dichotomy speaks to the difference between the sport and the affiliate, and that there is a difference. And I think I think Matt obviously relates way more to the sport side of it than he does to the affiliate side of it. I mean, the last three years he hasn't even been part of an affiliate. He's been training in his garage, you know, to within the rules of the game and just doing the sport piece of it. Um, and so I think that's kind of the issue too, that I don't know that he has, I, I don't know, I wouldn't, and I guess because I know his background and everything, I wouldn't necessarily look to him to be an ambassador for affiliates. I'd look to him to be more of an ambassador for the sport. And I understand that the layperson doesn't distinguish the two necessarily, mm -hmm. but maybe we need to do a better job of that too. So that people that are trying it realize that this Matt guy isn't really an affiliate guy. He's a sport guy. Well, I think that's part of the, the, the stage fight thing he was talking about, because on his podcast, he talked about one of his best friends who's lost over a hundred pounds from being in an affiliate and doing it because he's seen Matt do it. And you know, asked Matt for help and, you know, has just been an affiliate and has lost, like I said, he said, he's probably lost that a hundred pound mark of, of losing weight. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But that's something that he didn't get across that he wished he would have, but you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing. You know, if you're, you're talking to one of your idols, you, you know, you have in your mind, 
exactly what you want to say, but you know, well, I think they, they ask you questions. I think Sevon made a great point that Matt should have had talking points. He should have had a list with talking points going into this so that he didn't get caught up in that. Um, yeah, see, I, and I, I disagree. I mean, let the dude just be on Rogan and talk about whatever he wants to. Like, he doesn't, he's not waving that CrossFit flag, nor do I think he has to. I'm, I just, I'm not, I'm not saying I mean? that. I'm not, I'm, cause I'm not, I don't, I'm, I'm in agreement with you that I don't think there was anything that big that happened. I think that he, from his podcast today, regrets not saying some of the things he wanted to say. Yeah, but is that just because of all this uproar though? I mean, does he really, I, I mean, and I'm not saying he's not being genuine about it, but like. I think he did want know, to highlight just... his dad's story. And I think he did want to highlight his friend's story and he, and he just didn't. Mm -hmm. I think those are the two things he regrets. Yeah, I don't know. And I, ask him. I mean, yes, I do think that he could just be on the show and talk, but when he specifically asked about a sport, that he participated in, and he is a representative of, to me, I, th I think he dropped the ball. I do. I just, yeah. it, it's regardless of if he wanted it or not, he is. He is viewed as that because of what he's accomplished and what he's done in, in our sport. So right. that's sport. It's about, in, our sport. in our sport. Yes. It's about Different the, than, the thing about but, Joe Rogan is that he'll take you down a rabbit hole that will, that can take an hour of talking about what Greg Glassman looks like. I mean, it's like, it's it's hard, I think, for a guest to try to turn back a conversation to to something that Joe's gone down the path of, you know, he was showing clips of UFC fighters. And what does it got yeah. to do with Matt? Nothing. But, yeah. you know, that was right. an you're hour not, You're not driving when you're on with Joe Rogan, right? right. You're, you're just along for the ride. Yeah. So I guess to your point, Kat, I think what, what I think if, if they, we could have given him points to talk about with this, I think if he would have distinguished, I'm talking about the sport that I participated in and right. I, I'm not an affiliate owner. I can't, can't give you information about an affiliate. I can just tell you about places I've seen. I, I mm -hmm. think if he would have distinguished that, I would feel better about that as far as what, what you're saying to that. It's not his job to talk about the affiliate part. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's move to something else. Um, you know, I filled out my bracket for fantasy fitnessing and it has yeah. blown up already because I picked Sarah Sigmund's daughter to win the open oh. right here on this show. Yikes. And so I did that as well in my bracket in fantasy fitnessing. Uh, so I'm going to lose all of those points <laughs> as she suffered her ACL and I am completely bummed. You know, you guys know that she's one of my favorites. Uh, I, I had the chance to meet her. She's just one of the coolest people I've ever met. And I just want her to succeed. And she just seems snake bitten now. Yeah, that's a shame. What was it on a split jerk? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or she, something she caught up, caught up, yeah. Yep. And so. breaks. Guess I'm not winning that bracket this year. Yeah, and ACL's no joke. I mean, I mean it's it's a year. Yeah, it's like a not you know at least nine month recovery before you're back. So, I mean, who, I know, she's got superpowers. I'm sure it'll be less than that, but yeah, it's gonna take her out. 
So now's a good time to work on mindset. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I hope she and Max still continue to work together. Yeah, some upper body strength. Exactly, exactly. Speaking of um, injuries, James Newberry had um, a knee scope a couple weeks ago and he is in the open. Yep. Yeah. He's like right up there, you know, competing and doing well. So that's kind of cool. He's been riddled with a little bit of bad luck too, with like that biking accident that he had um, that took him out for a bit. um, And now this, so hopefully, you know, the scope was, he had a really good surgeon just went in and out and he'll be back. Speaking about that scope, I'm going to go revisit the Joe Rogan podcast real quick. Yeah. when he was talking about the injuries about of CrossFit and he was like meniscus, man, it just feels like that's just, you're, if, if you do CrossFit, you're going to have meniscus injuries. So I've had a meniscus injury. I do CrossFit. However, it's having a meniscus tear is one of the most common injuries in general with any sport. Yeah. Um, and so it really is a pretty mild scope. The, the surgeries for that are pretty easy to mm-hmm. pass recovery. So good news for James Newberry. Good stuff. Yeah. So how long did you think a human could hang on to a bar? Oh my gosh. Not 20 <laughs> minutes. That is what ridiculous. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I saw I saw Casey Catanzaro's first and mm-hmm. nine minutes and 14 minutes. seconds or whatever it was. Nine, yeah, nine fourteen. That blew me away. I was like, how is that even possible? Now she is tiny. Yeah. And for those who don't know, she's American Ninja Warrior, kind of the first woman to ever get up the warped wall. Um, so she was like a big deal on the American Ninja Warrior circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nine minutes and 14 seconds dead hang on a pull-up bar. Then the men's results came out. 20 minutes and 21 seconds. So could they regrip, like turn their hands and move? I think as long as they don't come off the bar. Yeah, like could one don't. hand come off and like sure so i could be like this and then i could take it and go like that mm. i would think so now the video footage did they you just see this did guy like, no i his think his hands I were gone. ridiculous looking yeah <laughs> he looked like he had banana hands <laughs> it must have <laughs> and it was ridiculous i think if i would have done that i could have gotten 12 seconds with that message. seriously right I remember we had to do that in a competition and I was trying to get 60 seconds at a crack and it was really, really hard. And I don't know if I even ever did it once because you had mm-hmm. to hang while your partner did reps. And so oh, yeah. you could hang. And then when you came off, you had to switch. Yep. Here's a fun fact. I won a hundred dollars in Nashville. May have been alcohol induced. I don't really know. Hanging on a bar for a minute that actually rolled wow oh that rolled yikes it was they were they were cheating clearly but Mm -hmm. knuckles over victory me (laughs) (laughs) well i just got a massage today and my massage therapist told me that i need to start hanging from the bar more often because my scap one of my scapulas is winged to the side ah. um and i have trouble with this lat like i pull it and tear it. Well, mm. i don't know if i tear it but i pull it strain quite it. often yeah i strain it and uh so he gave me homework um and that's going to be to hang on the bar dead hang so that's what i'll be doing I'm no oh. excuse not to yeah is, is everybody working out this week yes. what's your open prep for the week 
Well, I wouldn't call it an open prep, but I did the workout today and I definitely had to go lighter because I was like feeling it here and my hamstrings are tight. I mean, I'm a little bit worried about what 21.2 is going to be. Yeah. And it was, I was running, which that's not fun. There was running today. Yeah. So I was telling you guys, I did the 21.1 on Sunday and then today was the first day I worked out since then, <laughs> which is awesome. But we did um, med ball cleans, pull-ups, strict pull-ups, push-ups and double unders. And my push-ups are terrible. Like I just, I can never string that many together. I can do like a big set and then I'm like doing threes, you know? Um, and so my goal today was to do all it was multiple rounds. It was like a 20 minute AMRAP and it was eight push-ups. And so my goal was to do all eight every time I got through it. And I did, I did all eight every time. Didn't have to break those up, which I normally would have to do. So apparently 21.1 gave me superpowers in my pecs. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. I'm so damn sore. I have not even, I've, all I've been able to do is bike. Okay. That's okay. Moving your body. Um, so I did a lunchtime bike today um, when I got back from the chiropractor, um, and that was um, that was rough. It still was rough. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but I have plans tomorrow to do something. Oh, 40 plus club tomorrow will definitely be for quality. Yeah, we're not doing anything oh, yeah. crazy. But you guys will get to do the workout Friday. See, I don't. I I think I'm going to do the workout Sunday again. So I might as well try to work out tomorrow and Friday, but I am coaching eight hours tomorrow and seven hours on Friday. Whoa. So I don't think I'll be working out any of those Ooh. days. And yeah. I'm coaching five hours on Saturday. Yikes. Yeah. Ish is starting to get real over here at CrossFit Clarity. I have like 34 yeah. clients. Whoa. Yeah. It's good. It's good, but scary. Yeah. And I'm so freaking busy and I just opened up like all of my hours. So I'm basically working from like 6am to 8pm every day. You'll need a bigger boat. Yep. I'm going to need another coach. So I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Good problem to have. Yeah, you're definitely out, outgrowing that garage. Yeah. I'm getting stressing myself out a little bit. So Sunday is my workout day now. Awesome. And luckily I have some friends that come over and we'll do it with me or redo it with, you know, they'll do their redo. I'll do my first one. So. So any other big stuff before we get to the fun, fun questions? Nope. No, all about the fun. Let's do it. Uh, the only thing I'd left on mine uh, really is Shane's sense of humor that went viral. Oh yeah. Go with Tia going team. Yeah. And that blew up fast. And then he was trying to retract it and it wasn't going as fast as the initial, but that was funny. So again, this week, our silly questions of the week brought to you by up before you coffee. Uh, make sure you use code Clydesdale 20, all caps at up and get 20% off your bag of coffee. They have both light and medium roast coffee. Uh, they're both delicious. Um, and I, it's a nice treat in the morning, uh, to be able to drink that. So check that out. Clydesdale 20 up before you.com. First silly question is what is your favorite app on your phone? And let's go with cat first. 
Okay. So this is my question. And of course, now I have questions about my question. Mm -hmm. Is it the most used app on your phone? Is it the one you like to just check constantly, but you're not on it? So I'm going to interpret this as the one that I use the most. And I checked my time screen thing. And of course, it's Spotify because I'm either listening to podcasts or playing music for my clients um, while they're working out. So I spend most of my day on Spotify. It's always open. I love how you asked yourself the interpretation of your own question. And she answered her. And I answered it. Yeah. I could have gone in so many One stop shop. Mm-hmm. I have like four answers on my, on my sheet here. So I went with the one I use the most. Charlie. So the mute button. Mine bleeds into the second question, but it should be go wide, but it's probably not. It's more like candy crush friends. <laughs> not the original candy crush. Cause that's, that's garbage. Candy crush Yo. friends. Mm-hmm. Candy, nice. crush is my, candy crush is my go-to when i'm on an airplane when i'm yep. in airplane mode i yep. just Dude, play candy to, crush you need to get hip to candy crush friends because it's right. fantastic amy so my most used one is podcast <laughs> look we're on one uh it is the most used because i drive a lot because i have 17 um part-time jobs not really 17, but I have a lot. Um, but I actually, I'm driving to three different areas, three different counties every day. Um, and so that just, I listen to mostly um, murder chopping up podcasts. Um, but my and favorite- And the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> We're just saying one. Okay, I won't say the other one. Go ahead. You can say and the other one. other one for fun is TikTok. That's just entertainment. That's just something I like that, like at the end of the day- like if Scott and I are just kind of like winding down watching TV, I'll be like, oh, I, I better check TikTok. Just make sure there's some <laughs> Definitely cute, TikTok. cute there's dog no videos. Question. It's TikTok. Yeah, I love it. Sure. So I've gotten really boring uh, with mine. Um, I stopped playing games. I just got bored with a lot of them. I used to be a Candy Crush addict. Like I got rid of that. I, so really the one I use the most right now is my fitness pal. Oh, yeah. Because because I am logging everything. Now, it, I kind of use it in tandem with, it's called the fitness app. And all of the information from MyFitnessPal downloads into that. And it's what Cheryl uses to track kind of our information. And it gives you circles of your m- macros. So it's like a game. Like mm. I'm trying to fill my circles. And so I like it on the fitness app better than MyFitnessPal. Because my fitness pal is just numbers. I want to fill the circles. Oh, that's cool. So I use them in tandem. And then I track a lot of my stuff in the fitness app. So the mm-hmm. two of those together, um, I use a lot. A lot. So awesome. the second question is, after we all got beat up by 21.1, what are your favorite recovery tools to kind of get your body right after you've been beat up? We'll start with Amy this time. I got a lot of tools. I have to say one of them quietly. Um, I would say about every four to five weeks, I go see a massage therapist. This is a family podcast. Okay. I just mean because of the finances. (laughs) Um, No, I would say every five to six weeks. uh, He does um, 
it's not a comfortable massage, but it's one that mm. kind of just keeps my body in maintenance. Um, and if I have if an area that I've needed to focus, then, you know, we'll focus on that. Um, so that's one, uh, let's see, I shouldn't, should do more foam rolling. I don't, um, I use a tens unit on a reg, uh, just for recovery and, or if there is pain, um, which isn't too often, but every once in a while, you know, something feels more than just sore. Um, but my big one is CBD. So I, I like CBD for, um, recovery for sleep, um, with that. So those are my main go-tos. Charlie. Well, as, as you all know, I'm a man of mobility. So, uh, GoWad is something I've actually been using after class. Um, it's true. As social media may have seen me and a buddy when he, of ours. When he goes to class. When I go oh. to class. When I go to class. <laughs> uh, also like a, thera, a nice uh, Theragun. Uh, not the Theragun brand, but uh, probably the Chinese version that was <laughs> hundreds of dollars less. But yep. still works. Yep. Still just as effective. Um so I've used it once. I've had it for, you know, like many other things. I've had it probably a year, used it once, but that's fine. I'm going to go with those tools as my favorite. Kat? Well, after a hard workout, I really like to have a Coca-Cola and a Snickers bar. <laughs> okay. What right. else is and there? A little cabassier. <laughs> um no it's funny so I have all of the tools I have a voodoo band I have lacrosse balls I have a tens unit I have a percussion thing like a you know a theragun um I don't have a bathtub and I wish I did there's no bathtub in this house so I never get to like soak in a tub um I do when I I do when I travel um so I would say and this is in all seriousness, I do, I don't work out enough right now to really need any recovery. So like the last competition I did, my recovery is food. Like it just is. And, and I'm, so I'm not kind of, I'm joking about the Coca-Cola and the Snickers cause I don't drink right. Coke and I don't eat Snickers, but like I'll have a pint of Ben and Jerry's and it'll make me feel really good. Um, so yeah. My goal now, my goal this year is to like work out enough to need all that stuff because I used to need it and use it all. And I feel like I've gotten away from it because I, I don't really do enough to warrant needing it. Yeah, I have, I have everything that you guys talked about. Um, I, the tens machine is on the reg, just like Amy, um, a lacrosse ball, when I'm sitting in my work chair, I'm using that all the time sitting on it rolling it on my back, all of that stuff. Um, but I think, and, and CBD ointment now, I'm, I'm kind of hooked on. And that is like the pure spectrum. Uh, I don't even, it's, it's not really like a cream. It's look, it's like a powder that turns so, into a cream. Oh. Um, but anyway, um, it has helped with my hip and back a lot for sleeping. Like when I rub that in, I'm pretty good for the night. Um, the other thing that I've really grown to love is just getting on the bike for 20 minutes. Um, even though it's sore, it's not as sore as like lifting weights or 
doing an air squat and it kind of gets the blood flowing. And I think that's helped more than anything. I think once my Ricky juice gets here, uh, that will be my favorite. Yeah. Little endo ball, little, uh, that'll be right on my recovery list. Did you buy that from the same place you got your Theragun from? Could be. (laughs) They sell it there. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) on that note, uh, our guest for next week is Ricky Garrard. Oh, wait. uh, Not Ricky Garrard. It is actually a personal friend of a couple of us. Uh, It is going to be a very powerful episode, one that I think you all should uh, check out. It is our friend Sean Clifton, uh, who is a former. Army, Navy. I don't know if you're ever a former, but he is a Green Beret. Green Beret. Um, And he had a very traumatic event happen to him, which he details in this podcast and how he overcame it. Um, It's just a very emotional, impactful story that I can't wait for you all to hear. Um, And yeah, we'll just leave it with that. I don't want any spoilers of what's coming with that, but yeah, that's, that's a big one for us because it's a pretty special story. The other thing I want to remind you of is this Thursday night, 21.2. We are going live again, uh, recording, the, recording the announcement and maybe some of the uh, competition between Justin Medeiros and Samuel Quant uh, to check that out. But Dex will be back with all of his... Um, humor and analysis uh that it should be fun and we'll get to hear how the the original Clydesdale did with his uh 21.1 uh I talked to him a little bit yesterday it's a funny story and I'm sure you're all gonna laugh can't wait so with that best thing from the internet let's finish it up with that and it looks like we lost Charlie (laughs) And, so, and Amy looks surprised. She's got to find her. I forgot. So I'll go. So every um, week we do best thing for me. I know. I, <laughs> I know. I, that's why my eyes were like, I, that I forgot. It wasn't about you guys. Uh, okay. So oh. mine is um, only I get to see this on the internet. Not everyone gets to see it on the internet, but I'm doing um, open review, video review for elite males this year for the open. So um, I was watching some of the top five, top 10 athletes right before we started hit the record button here, um, doing my judgy thing for those. So um, tough workout to judge um, with the lines and the making sure that, you know, your hands are on the tape before your feet or your, yeah, all that stuff, tape, hands, feet on the wall, uh, counting double unders, um, lots of loud music in the background. I've decided I have to mute the the videos now to count double unders because if I hear the music, I start going to the beat of the music and it messes me up or I hear the judge miscounting um, and I mess up. So a lot of videos on mute, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be my favorite probably for the next couple of weeks because I get to, you know, get to see how everybody's doing. What I love is, you know, because I'm in a lot of the judge groups, around and your your guys's comments about stuff that you've seen and and our friend brian (laughs) folger who said he can now count in russian after watching so many videos (laughs) so that was pretty cool it is cool 
And it's just funny how some, you know, some people have like zero regard for any of the rules or standards and still are bold enough to send in a video, you know, it's like, are we, are we in the same competition? Because that was crazy, but yeah, so busy couple of weeks for me and then uh, hopefully things will settle down. Amy, did you find okay, something? Okay, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I even sent it to you guys today on Instagram, but it was Make Wads Great Again. And it was um, when the, it says, when the coach is explaining the workout standards and you start to feel self conscious, and it's Boz, and Boz is just going over old standards of something and <laughs> talking about if it's if it's six inches, then it's okay, but it can't be less. But if it's a little bit more than six inches, that's okay, but not any less than six inches. It just, it, it was cracking me up and he looked like a baby in that video. yes yes yeah. yeah i'm wondering if that's one of the jumping standards because wasn't the bar supposed to be like, like six up, over your head. six inches above your the top of your head or yeah right if it's more than six inches that's okay right but yeah. it can't less. be less than six don't let it be less than six inches that's not good <laughs> so mine is uh team richie and i have not you know i've been a big fan of theirs for a long time they are awesome when they're on the road uh, when they're quarantined in their house, it's been a little, yeah, but he compiled, it had to be 10 minutes straight of 21.1 fails, mm. um, of people falling off the wall, people throwing their jump ropes. It, I was laughing so hard for 10 minutes straight. It was so good. Cause uh, and he doesn't even say a word. It's it, it just comes up like twenty one point one as a graphic, and it just rolls through all this footage. And at the end, it's like we don't quit, we hustle hard, and then it's over. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and it's great. It is. It's one of the best things I've seen in a long time on the internet. Because uh, I know that I probably looked the exact same way when my back buckled on that mm. first attempt. So, so I was there with them all. But yep, that's all I got. And the other, I one just honorable mention, because I haven't done this in a while for Amy, is Sage Burgunder did a oh did a wall walk a twerk, twerk. Mm-hmm. that was just hilarious. Um, it just made me laugh. So shout out to Sorry. one of our friends, Sage, uh, and her little comedy bit there. So okay, that's our show for this week. Uh, if you need a jump rope, you know where to get it. RX Mark Gear Jump Ropes, best in the business. Until midnight tonight, you can you get 21% off by RX Open 21. And tonight, 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 March, or tonight, tomorrow night? March tonight 17th. is March 17th. Got it. Okay. Is anyone going to see this tonight? I'm trying to get it out tonight. <laughs> I guess, I guess they have to now. <laughs> <laughs> March 17th. If Got you it. see this after... Use Clydesdale 15, all caps, and you get at least 15% off uh, your jump rope or grips or whatever you need from rxmarkgear.com. Click the like button, click the subscribe button, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcast, uh, leave, a, leave a comment on YouTube, all that stuff. We'd love hearing from you. Um, Log in that, as someone else and subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe for go. them. Yeah. sure it's a good idea steal passwords everybody just yeah. jump in and do it okay <laughs> no we do not encourage that um but it, but we want subscribers figure out a way 
Um, And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See you. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube, as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.